Hello everybody, my name is Dean Saffron. I'm a documentary photographer filmmaker. You can view my work at deansaffron.com. I specialize in human interest stories. I am passionate about hearing people's journeys through life. So I also had to start a podcast and it's called Chats with Saff. Each week I will explore the fascinating life of a special guest. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi, Chevy. Hey, Saf. How are you doing? Okay. Well, first of all, can I just say I am super excited to be your very first uh, guest on this podcast. Even though I might look like a free-spirited hippie, I'm actually a bureaucrat from Canberra. No, I couldn't believe that Absolutely. for a second. Absolutely. Uh, spend my time um, working on policy, working with communities. Um, yeah, trying to trying to help make the country better. So you're a Canberra girl. Is that mm-hmm. where you originally come from? Um, long story short, born there, not bred there. Mm-hmm. How did you end up in Noosa as a traveller at the moment? Yeah, so I've been on the road since December, um, left Canberra, and have taken a very long and convoluted route to get here in my camper van called Henry. Tell me then about Henry. How did you come across Henry in the first place? Found Henry up in Sydney. So COVID has pushed up the prices of camper vans through the reef, supply and demand, no one can go overseas, so they're all buying camper vans, doing the trip around Australia, probably got swindled outrageously by a car salesman. Yeah, well, they probably just realised that you come from Canberra, and anyone that's overseas, that's our, um, that really is the place where all the ministers, uh, well, hang out, essentially, isn't it? It is our nation's capital. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I reckon <laughs> Noosa is. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, that's the cultural capital. <laughs> <laughs> it is. How long is this incredible journey going to take? You started in December. Are you thinking of, what, six months, a year? Because you've finished your contract and now you're, you're a free agent. Yeah, loosely. I'm meant to go back to work on the 10th of April or thereabouts after Easter. But so we really heart... shouldn't, like, post this? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> in my heart. Um, so it's a bit of a mental health journey that I'm on at the minute. You know, it's not about beaches and babes and beers. Um, yeah. There's a lot of spiritual um, discovery that I'm going through and journey that I'm going through. And I don't quite feel that's finished yet. So okay. the thought of going back to Canberra and going back to a job. Mm. <laughs> well, let's explore that. You're saying you're finding more your spiritual side. Mm. Um, what was it the, and the mental health? Like, where are you sitting? What, what happened that you actually needed to embark upon this journey? Yeah, there were a couple of things that happened uh, back in October, all around the same, well, the same day, actually. So um, some health information from my doctor and also some job information from the, the contract that I was at. So spiralled me. I've, um, I've had depression and anxiety for a number of years now and this just spiralled me into a fit of that. Um, yeah. What goes through your mind automatically so people can understand um, what anxiety and depression is compared to, say, a rational way of seeing mm. a situation? Do you want to talk about that or is it too heavy? Well, let's see how we go. That day I got the information, it... It really dropped me into an absolute fit of despair. My poor flatmate heard me howling my eyes out for probably about two hours. Um, Yep, just uncontrollably. But I think that was probably what I needed to get it out. And then, yeah, all the self-doubt and the self-talk comes in. 
And then how do you combat that? I was very careful only to make plans for the next two weeks. But that's a really good advice for anyone that suffers from anxiety and depression. Um, what happened after that two weeks? Did you feel any better? No, it was a continuous two weeks. So, okay. yeah, it was almost at the end. The first two weeks, I was like, right, I need a psychologist. I need to um, find a van. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to, yeah. And then at the end of those two weeks, it was like, right, okay, I haven't, I haven't done the forward planning, so where am I now? What do I need to do for the next two weeks? So all my decision-making, it was the only way I could really get through it. All my decision-making was short bites, being able to, well, hopefully minimise it. So I'm, I'm, I'm still in touch with my psychologist and we have sessions while I'm on the road. So really? He, yeah, he gives me homework. Um, oh. So it's, it's not this, you know, beach sunfield holiday. Like there's been some really intense moments. I'm going to ask a question then. What's an exercise for someone who's got anxiety and depression? The first one my psychologist gave me was called the Forgiveness Diary. Okay. And every day for seven days in a row, I had to write 70 lines. 70 lines? 70 lines. Wow. And if I missed a day, I had to start the seven days again. But that's fantastic. Did you ever miss a day? I didn't. So, but uh, there were times when I was doing it, you know, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. But my line was, I, Chevy, forgive myself for everything. That was it. Every day, 70 times for seven days. But that is incredible. It was, it was remarkable what came up. Um, and on one, one end of the page, there was another, I drew a column and I wrote, should anything come up, I, I wrote it down. And some stuff was, this is bullshit. This yeah. is doing nothing. You know, why am I even doing this? Other stuff, um, my brain I found really flicked around to like childhood memories that I haven't thought of for years and um, little feelings that come up and, you know, fights that you've had with people. Um, yeah, it was really remarkable. So I would guess that the repetitiveness of saying I forgive mm. you Chevy 70 times every day um, would do perhaps twofold. Um, one, where it is literally reinforcing that you are a beautiful person. Uh, but secondly, it would be bringing up all these uh, comments in your head that people don't understand. And we all have them mm. when you're going, all right. Now, so you write down a negative thought like, you know, my brother dropped me on my head when I was a kid and I've, you know, never been the same. Um, how do you respond to that so you can put that away as a more positive um, situation? I didn't actually go through the forgiveness diary until about a month later. So I wrote it each day and I never, I never looked back on what I wrote the previous day. And it was only just before I caught up with my psychologist again that I went back through and reflected on what I wrote, and then I, uh, I categorise. So we're, we're going through a schema therapy process, which is, you know, there's 18 schemas according to this theory, um, and we, we pull out certain schemas uh, based on childhood learnings, and then we have coping schemas and all these other ones. So they're the little personality traits. 
That's incredible. It's really fascinating. I've never heard of it. As a theory, I, 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 it really resonates with me. Yeah. I'm going to um, look it up. Yeah. Yeah, do. I reckon that's amazing. Um, when you went back and you've got the forgiveness book out, surprising to you some of the stuff you might have originally written down? I think we're really horrible to ourselves. We are, that's the point, yeah. isn't it? It's, we're really, really horrible to ourselves. And to, to see some of those things that I work over and over and over in my head, um, you know, if, if our best friend or even sometimes our worst enemy was saying some of those things, you know, you'd, yeah. You'd stop them, wouldn't <laughs> Absolutely. you? Absolutely, yeah. And that's the, the strange thing is uh, with anxiety and depression, it could be a really simple thing that no one else... Um, even registers. Mm. So it literally might be you might go in and buy a, a coffee and the barista behind you just didn't acknowledge that you were a human. Yeah. And all of a sudden you then spiral into this situation where you're going, well, maybe I'm not worthy. And people don't understand that um, that spiral will continue and continue as an OCD thought until you can break it down. So... This idea of yours where you're writing it down is, it, you know, it's been around forever, but it's, it's something I think every person on earth should do because we are so mean to mm. ourselves. And how often do we actually sit and think about the things that we should give ourselves forgiveness for? That's exactly As right. I get older, I realise, you know, we're human, we all fuck up. Yeah. We really do. Well, you more than me. Well, naturally. Yeah, because obviously. like, I mean, look at me. I've got my own podcast. What have you got? I must be so important. I'm the first guest. Oh, but you are the first guest. Damn it, you're more important. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's literally, uh, it's the truth. We just need to be kinder to each other. So what would you say to the listeners on getting, uh, helping them to get over their own anxiety and depression? Hmm. I know the things that have really made a difference to me is I have a handful of really close friends who I I can just be myself with. Um, you know, we we they're also quite, you know, intellectually stimulating people and we like to pull ideas apart. Um, and those girls have been instrumental in, in keeping me balanced. Um, so then, you, you need to call a buddy. That's what you need. Yeah. And, and that's why Lifeline and all those other fantastic services are out there because yeah. a lot of people are lonely. Mm. And what you said, you've been on a journey yourself. You've been in a van. You've had no one to talk to when you're actually doing the miles. But because you've got these incredible friends. And I would suggest to everybody who might not have a friend that they can call like you have been lucky enough and fortunate enough, Chevy, to actually ring in. Absolutely. And and talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And e even if you're not comfortable doing that, find a support group online. Like, they exist. There's there's amazing apps out there now as well where you can uh, write stuff in um, and an AI will even give you feedback. You know, there's, there's, there's tools out there for everybody. Well, I think uh, it's a life lesson. So you've actually uh, serendipitously parted knowledge across... For all the listeners, so that they can um, look at assessing not only themselves, but more importantly, how they treat others. Mm. I, I can't thank you enough, Chevy. Thank you for being my first guest. Oh, my lord. 
My absolute pleasure. Thank you for being an incredible soul. Yeah, thank you, Zach. All right, well, we're wrapping it up, and I'd like to say peace and love to everybody. Thank you. Until next time, peace and love, everybody. Peace and love, everybody.